0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Staten, a professional organizer specializing in toxic clutter. Today's episode is all about the dreaded P-word procrastination. How many of us have been putting off decluttering? Be honest, how many times were you like, I know I have to do it? Maybe it's on your you know weekly to do list, but you just don't get around to it. Somehow, something else more important comes up. Just so you know, procrastination is quite normal. It's essentially your mind's way of protecting you from perceived unpleasantness. Decluttering is one of those things that oftentimes we procrastinate doing. And it really does a lot of damage in the sense that The longer we procrastinate, the longer it will take us to achieve that clean and clutter-free home. Today, let's talk about the different reasons that we procrastinate and most importantly, what to do to overcome the dreaded P word. So one of the main reasons that we procrastinate is because we find the task of decluttering or organizing to be too difficult. It's too hard, I can't do this, What's the point? When we perceive something to be difficult, in our minds, we automatically associate it with something stressful, right? Something unpleasant. And a lot of times, the reason that we find it to be too difficult is because we just don't know how to do it. When we don't know how to do something, we tend to put it off for later, the good news is that there are many ways to go about learning how to declutter. You can, you know, read books, consume YouTube videos. I post a lot of videos on my YouTube channel specifically targeting beginners and how to start your decluttering journey. While you might perceive it to be as difficult the best way to overcome it is to actually do it. I promise you that whatever you've created in your mind about how challenging decluttering is going to be, when you start taking action, fun fact, you're going to find that it is less challenging and less difficult than you thought. I mean, even think about a time, you know, not decluttering related, but maybe even at work, maybe there was a project or an email you had to send and, you know, you thought it was difficult or brought up unpleasant emotions and you procrastinated doing it and then you finally did it and the thought that came to mind was, oh shoot, why didn't I do this earlier? And decluttering is no different. Many of the clients that I've worked with felt overwhelmed in the beginning, but when they actually started doing something, right? Like I always say, rolling up your sleeves, right? And taking action, they found like, huh, this is not as bad as I thought. The next reason that some of us might procrastinate is because we find the thought of decluttering to be unpleasant. We think it's not going to feel good for many different reasons. Maybe you're someone who feels like when you start decluttering, you're going to have to force yourself to get rid of items that you want to keep. Maybe your perspective uh, is that you will not be able to get rid of as much as you want to for whether it's sentimental reasons or the just-in-case fallacy. But there are all of these things that going into decluttering might be unpleasant And the truth is, you decide what to keep and what to get rid of. And I think, you know, I've said this time and time again, decluttering is not a once and done approach. The first time we declutter, yes, it tends to be a lot, right? Because we've accrued a ton of clutter. But as we declutter, we end up having less and less stuff and decluttering becomes easier. It also becomes much quicker and the unpleasantness really is something that we force upon ourselves. Decluttering does not have to be unpleasant. As you are decluttering, self-select what you're comfortable letting go of. Do not do not force yourself to, number one, declutter. And number two, get rid of more than you're comfortable getting rid of. It's like decluttering gets this really bad reputation. And it's actually a wonderful thing to declutter. A lot of people enjoy decluttering so much that, you know, they start off only decluttering 15 minutes a day. And again, because they've built that momentum, because it actually becomes a very pleasant experience, they want to do more and more. Also, when it comes to decluttering, you know, focus on change your mindset and focus on it being something happy and something enjoyable. A great way to do this is to, you know, as you're decluttering, maybe catch up on a show on Netflix or put on some great music or get on the phone with a friend and chit chat. Or maybe you even have an accountability partner and, you know, he or she is going through the same, you know, clutter-free journey. But decluttering is not unpleasant. Decluttering is fun. And if you encounter, for example, areas of your home or items that make you feel like decluttering is just maybe emotionally draining, then my recommendation to you is to move on to something else. You set the tone for how and what you declutter. The next reason we might procrastinate is because we find a decluttering completely and utterly <laughs> boring we just don't want to do it. And there are aspects of decluttering that, that aren't fun. You know, whenever I think of like boring decluttering, I think of having to go through paper clutter. And it's just like, it feels like a never ending pile of stuff. Like when we declutter a drawer, you can clearly tell that like there's some type of impact. Right. But I feel like with paper clutter, it's like you, you decluttered for X amount of time, and then the paper pile, <laughs> it doesn't look like there's even been a dent put into um, the paper pile, but it it does take time. Getting rid of paper clutter in general does take time. Um, but again, decluttering doesn't have to be boring. Just like with it being unpleasant, pair decluttering with something that you enjoy doing, or maybe share the experience with somebody else. We procrastinate also because, and this is one of the biggest ones, because we perceive decluttering as something that's incredibly stressful. Um, And it's stressful for the many of the other reasons that I mentioned, because it's difficult, you don't know what to do, because the thought of letting go of items naturally kind of signals overwhelm to your brain. And there are all of these emotions that that come with decluttering. And I think a lot of them are self-inflicted and arise out of maybe this idealistic version of what a clutter-free home needs to look like. And... I think one of the best ways to sort of reduce stress and anxiety is to really, number one, focus on what clutter-free, clean and tidy means to you. Like, I know it's awesome to look at posts on Instagram and such and see all of these beautiful kitchens that literally look like nobody ever lives there and all they do is get takeout. but that's not a typical home and that is definitely not a typical home with kids and partners and pets. So when we have a realistic perception of what to what it means to us to have a clutter-free, clean and tidy home and not this like perfect home because by the way there's no such thing as perfect decluttering like it it does not exist, right? Clutter-free is incredibly subjective. I cannot say this enough. So really decide for yourself, what does it mean for your home to be clutter-free? What does decluttering look like for you? And of course, when it comes to stress, one of the biggest stressors is when we encounter sentimental items when we are decluttering. So if you are a beginner avoid starting with sentimental items. I mean, that is really something that you work your way up to. Um, and the best way to combat stress is to start small. Like I am all about bite size decluttering. It's not about marathons. It's always about sprints. So a lot of the stress is, you know, letting go of an item, making a mistake, you know, not being able to do it the right way, not knowing where to start. There are all of these things that go through our heads before we even begin decluttering. And the thing is, those those feelings are all natural and so common. You know, so many of us experience the feeling of stress and overwhelm before we start. But once we start, those feelings of stress and overwhelm go away. They completely go away from taking action. And we realize that decluttering is rewarding and that our feelings of stress and overwhelm actually decrease and become replaced with motivation and excitement for what our homes can look like. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So all of those feelings you're experiencing right now, like you just the thought of Oh my God, like where do I start? What do I do? Like I'm never going to be able to get this done, especially if you're new to decluttering and you look around your home and you want to change your life and like your home is full of clutter and you're taking in this big picture, it's overwhelming. (laughs) It's stressful, right? And we don't want to gravitate towards things that elicit stress. But What I'm here to tell you is that the stress will decrease. You're actually experiencing more stress at the thought of decluttering than actually when it comes to rolling up your sleeves and taking action. Another main reason we procrastinate has to do with perfectionism. And If you're somebody that is the perfectionist personality type, you know, I understand how challenging it could be because you do, you want things done a certain way. You want things to be perfect. You're probably somebody that's consuming a lot of content and learning how to do something. And I applaud that so much, right? The research phase of really zeroing in on going 110% and doing something the right way. The, the thing is, when it comes to perfectionism in decluttering, is that like, there's no such thing as perfection. Like, what does it really mean to perfectly declutter? Right? Like, decluttering is again, so subjective. Like, what does that really, what does that really mean? Like, how can you possibly perfectly declutter? You know, we're human beings, and we're going to make mistakes. And that is okay. There's going to be a time where you by accident, get rid of an item that you shouldn't have. Like, I was actually guilty of this a couple of weeks ago. I I was doing a um, summer to fall wardrobe declutter. I always declutter um, clothing seasonally, especially since I have a young daughter and she tends to grow out of clothes for now super, super quick. Um, so I was doing a decluttering and I had piles just like I always do, right? Keep, toss, and donate. And I accidentally put my daughter's brand new boots into the donate pile. And you know, my motto is also like once it's packed up, I have to get it out of my house. Like I don't allow bags of... Of, you know, trash or bags for donation to sit in my home because it's pretty much just moving clutter from one area to the next. So, anyways, I very, very quickly went and dropped, you know, the clothing off to my favorite donation organization in New York. Um, And then maybe like a week later, the weather kind of dropped and, you know, uh, sneakers weren't really appropriate. So I went to look for her boots and I couldn't find them. And I realized. That I accidentally declutter them. Look, the truth is, these things will happen. We will make mistakes, right? Um, but really think about like how big are these mistakes, right? Is it worth it to procrastinate decluttering, you know, because we might make a mistake or two, you know? And I've I've been decluttering for years, and. I, too, to this day, you know, I coach people on how to declutter and clean and, you know, organize their stuff. But I, too, to this day, make mistakes. You know, I will have an oops moment. Like, I'm by no means perfect at decluttering. And I learned so much stuff through my own decluttering journey and through working with, with clients that, you know, again, perfectionism does not exist. So roll up them sleeves. Understand that you might make a mistake. The amount of mistakes are going to be really, really small in comparison to the amount of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm it's causing you to not declutter, to not get rid of the clutter in your space. Another reason that we procrastinate is something called Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law says that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So essentially, the more time you have to complete a task, the more time you're going to spend on filler tasks that don't get you closer to your goal. Or the more time you have, the more you will procrastinate. So basically, this has to do with how much time you set for yourself to achieve a decluttering task. A good example of this is giving yourself six weeks to declutter one small area of your home. So what's going to ultimately happen is that the thing that should have really been a simple undertaking that probably would only take you 15 minutes to complete becomes something that actually requires six whole weeks. Okay, so that's Parkinson's law in action. So knowing that we have a set amount of time to do something often inspires us to leave work to the very last minute. If you wanna overcome procrastination, it's much better to give yourself short time deadlines. The other thing with Parkinson's law, especially when it comes to things that we procrastinate is because the deadline is in the future, like you're giving yourself three weeks, a month, two months, three months, six months, like whatever, you know, the project is big or small, you're actually building anxiety during that entire time. Because you know, right, we are aware that we are procrastinating, right? And the feeling of procrastination is what gives us stress and anxiety. So the farther away in the future, your deadline or your completion of a particular task you are now walking around as a stress ball like this whole entire time, right? It's like they say, rip off the (laughs) Band-Aid. You're literally like, you know it's in the future and you're just stressed and overwhelmed about it and you're having thoughts about it over and over and over again. So if you just get it done today or tomorrow or this weekend, those feelings of stress, anxiety and overwhelm will actually go away. So in turn, we're actually torturing ourselves more by setting our goal so far into the future. So here are some best practices for overcoming the dreaded P word. And the first one is bite-sized tasks, okay? We don't want to tackle an entire kitchen. So the holidays are actually around the corner and maybe you're somebody who's going to be, you know, hosting holiday guests and maybe your home can benefit from some decluttering. So you put on your to-do list to declutter the kitchen. Okay, decluttering the kitchen, in itself, is a huge undertaking. Just putting on your to-do list, declutter kitchen, like saying that, gives me stress and anxiety. Instead, it's better to say, okay, your kitchen is like the main goal, right? But you want to subdivide the kitchen in smaller sections or sectors. So I will, you know, if maybe you have 15 minutes a day, I will declutter a drawer. I will declutter a cabinet. I will declutter, you know, a section of the kitchen countertop, depending on, you know, how big they are. I will declutter the kitchen table, the freezer, the refrigerator, the pantry. You see what I'm doing here? Bite-sized decluttering. Big picture when it comes to procrastinating will actually work against you because a huge project is is overwhelming in nature. So break it apart into bite-sized manageable pieces, set 15 minutes on your Alexa and declutter one section and or one sector at a time. If you feel like you could do a little bit more on a particular day, your energy is there. Maybe you're enjoying it. You know, again, maybe you're watching your favorite Netflix show. They actually just put face-off um, on Netflix and I absolutely love Face Off. It's all about like special effects makeup and stuff. I don't know. Let me know. Do you love it? Hate it? Do you watch it? So anyways, I was in the kitchen and I was decluttering the pantry because I'm going to be hosting Thanksgiving dinner um, next week. And yeah, I just I honestly just had Netflix on and I'm decluttering the pantry. And I will swear to you, like I'd even, I didn't even notice that I was done. Like the time passed by so fast. And it was so enjoyable because I was so like caught up in all the makeup and the outfits and all of that. And yeah, i I didn't know. I didn't even realize that I was done. So Break things up into small bite-sized pieces around your home, put on some great tunes, call a friend, whatever it may be, and just get started. Another great way to overcome procrastination is try as much as you can to eliminate distractions. So maybe, you know, don't declutter, especially if you're brand new. Don't declutter when it's like peak time, maybe like 5 p.m. and it's like a dinner rush in your home and you have to do the kids homework and you're constantly getting interrupted. It's obviously going to take you much longer and it's really not a conducive time for you to be decluttering. The next one, and this is something I absolutely love um, and practice on my own, and it's always about having a minimalist to do list. If we sit down and write down, like, you know, two pages worth of like spaces in our home in one sitting that we have to declutter, like, the sheer volume (laughs) of the list can be incredibly, incredibly overwhelming. So keep it short. Right. So, you know, let's use the kitchen example before. Like, don't don't focus on writing a list of everything that you have to declutter in your entire home. Like, you know, you can just focus, especially if you're somebody that, you know, procrastinates, focus on a minimalist to-do list. So instead of saying the bathroom, the bedrooms, the entryways, the living room, the garage, la 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 la, all of the stuff, like, oh my goodness gracious. Write down kitchen, then subdivide the kitchen into small sections of the kitchen, and that becomes your like one pager checklist. And then just keep checking things off the list. Again, bite-sized and a minimalistic to-do list. The next way, and this is the surefire way to overcome procrastination, and this works every time, some of you are going to laugh, and it's to actually do it. it's to actually declutter, okay? Rip off that band-aid, you know, that feeling where you're like, uh, if you catch yourself saying, oh, I'm just going to do this tomorrow. Stop yourself right there. Stop what you're doing and go and start decluttering, okay? Combat it. Fight that procrastination, right? Take an action-oriented approach, right? Identify the fact that you are procrastinating. You don't want to procrastinate anymore and just get it done. Even if it's something small like the 60-second purge where you essentially grab a bin or a box and you walk around your space and you literally just remove items off of surfaces one by one. All it takes is 60 seconds. Even if to overcome procrastination you start doing, I will be decluttering one item per day. It doesn't matter big or small. Taking action is the real, sure, fire way to combat procrastination. So I highly urge you today, as you're listening to this podcast, go declutter an item in your home. And lastly, reward yourself. You know, we talked about, you know, one of the reasons that we procrastinate is because we view it as a stressful or unpleasant experience. I encourage you and I urge you to associate decluttering with something possible like a reward. Maybe if you declutter a drawer after that, you will make yourself a cup of coffee or tea and sit on the couch for five minutes. Or maybe after you declutter, you will, you know, read a book or maybe take a walk or whatever it is you enjoy. But try associating, especially if you're somebody who procrastinates. Try associating decluttering with some type of reward or something that's pleasant and enjoyable and you want to celebrate celebrate those wins if you've been stuck for years right or for months or whatnot if you've wanted to declutter for so long and for many different reasons procrastination being one of them if you found yourself not not doing it not starting yet and you finally did every single drawer every single shelf every single space or area of your home celebrate it celebrate it we I actually we would love to celebrate with you if you're not yet a member Um, we have a free Facebook group it's called declutter your life and we celebrate wins every single week we really try to motivate and inspire and we you know act as accountability partners so again feel free to join for the support but celebrate those wins celebrate taking action decluttering and reward yourself Achieving a quote unquote (laughs) clutter free home is going to take time. It could take months. It can take years. It's going to take even longer if we continue to procrastinate, right? So, a great way to think about this is you know, the future you will thank the you today. So, the longer you take to procrastinate, you know, in a year, in two years, in five years, guess what? Your home is actually going to just continue to accumulate more clutter, not less. So start today, overcome procrastination by taking action. And just super quickly, because the holidays are around the corner and Black Friday, we actually have a Awesome Black Friday special. So 80% off for a 1 month of decluttering and home organization coaching with me. It's a super cool deal, you know, typically the price is $200 a month and right now we are giving it away for $40. It's actually also a gift card so you can grab it for yourself or you can gift it to a friend and a family member. So for anyone who's interested, I'll leave a link to more information in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. As always, good luck on your decluttering journey. And remember to be good to yourselves.